Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn, and it is so, 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 so lovely to be here today. Uh, So much is happening in our beautiful communities. And of course, if you're looking to start your practice next year or you're looking to bring it into deeper alignment or uh, manifest some more clients, um, uh, create a soul-led private practice, there are three places available in the marketing with soul program so please connect with me on instagram at the private practice coach if you would like to apply for that but today what i want to talk with you about is fear of failure i know right such a we all we all think oh yes i know all about that we don't need a podcast on this brooklyn But you know what, I think despite us being therapists and despite us knowing, you know, the term fear of failure, it can sometimes be really helpful to dig right in, right? Don't you think? (laughs) And so that's what I want to do with you today, because I'm just wondering if there's a fear of failure that might be getting in the way of you stepping into your purpose or stepping into greater alignment yourself with your private practice. And if that's happening for you, let's get this sorted today. (laughs) If not, hopefully you'll be able to take away some of the themes and concepts and apply them to other areas of your life uh, and use them there. Okay, so you know me, I'm going to talk to you through a spiritual lens right now. (laughs) Here's the thing, fear of failure, what is it? Okay, so for me... Fear of failure is, you know, wanting to do something, but being super scared that it's not going to work out. Now, when I start to unpack this a little bit, what I start to realize is that, okay, I love spirituality. I believe in energy and source and the divine and all of that sort of stuff. And I just was thinking to myself, is this my ego talking or is this my soul talking? Because I really like to believe that, um, or I do believe rather, that there's only love and kindness and compassion and beautiful soft things like that in your heart space, which is where I believe your soul tends to hang out most of the time in your heart space. I feel like ego mind, while you know how much I do appreciate ego, um, it can also trip us up sometimes, right? Like the role of ego, one of the roles of ego rather, is that it's there to protect us and keep us safe because, you know, we're energy in a physical body and that physical body needs to be protected and kept safe at all costs so that we can continue to exist. And so it's very understandable that you would have fear around failure because 
I believe what happens is when you put it out there or when you become aware that you might fail with something, um, I think that sets off a bit of a chain reaction in terms of your emotions, which then sets off a chain reaction for your physiological responses or your somatic complaints. I feel like it's a real domino effect there. So if I tell myself, oh, but what if I fail? then all of a sudden I get a feeling of failure, which I don't like, you know, it feels horrible. I feel um, not good enough. I feel nervous. I feel anxious. I feel embarrassed. I feel sad. All of the things, right? And then those feelings cause physiological responses in my body. Like then I feel heaviness in my heart or heaviness in my tummy or, um like I want to just go and flop down somewhere and I lose my energy. I lose my vibe totally. Like there is no vibe. <laughs> the vibe is so low. It's almost a flatlining vibe. So this is in my mind how I see it happening. And this is the other thing that I sort of had this little aha moment about, but it's not really an aha moment because when you think about it, of course, we already knew this and it already makes sense. I guess the aha was me putting it together. But um, I really believe that it's the thinking that gets us into hot water with this fear of failure because I believe that the thinking is something we do to ourselves and it's us making a judgment. It's us making a prediction about the future. And so I know like there's all these ideas of cognitive distortions, which I really don't like that word distortion. But anyway, um, in psychology and CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, you learn about all these different types of, you know, ways of thinking that can really unravel you. And one of them is uh, crystal ball thinking. So we're like kind of anticipating that we already know what the outcome is going to be. And in this case, we're anticipating, well, we're going to flop, right? We're going to fail. It's not going to work out. Um, that's just an example. And I think when we have that thought, then everything else cascades, right? As I mentioned before. Now, I feel like going back to my idea of, um, I believe thinking is a human thing to do. It's not a soul thing to do. I know, like I'm really going down the woo-woo, right? <laughs> but I'm just unpacking it with you because I, I feel safe and comfortable um, and I know you're not going to judge me. <laughs> but what if the the thinking is a is a human thing that we do to ourselves for our survival and we know how to control our thinking um, or we know that we can learn how to control our thinking for other things like anxiety or depression or confidence we all know about limiting beliefs and stuff like that so what if this idea of failure this idea of right or wrong this idea of good or bad is just a judgment that we're placing upon ourselves and by us not unpacking it and not following through with what's really behind it we're actually missing out on working in our soul's purpose or we're actually missing out on showing up in the way that is aligned and true and authentic for us right in which case you're going to be left feeling a sense of emptiness or a sense of unfulfillment okay I believe that that feeling of fulfillment 
really comes from being able to trust yourself, see yourself as worthy and see situations not as safe or dangerous, but as opportunities. So with the idea of um, the concept of failure being a judgment of right or wrong or good or bad of success or, you know, absence of success and things like that, how about we move, we remove the judgment, right? We get out of our human minds here for a moment. We remove the judgment and we step back into our soul and And I think, what does my soul say if, you know, I take this action and it doesn't work out? And do you know what? My soul says to me, well, it's not your path. It's not worked out for a reason, right? I know. Do you love it? I love it so much. So this happened to me um, so many times, but I guess one of the more recent times was a couple of years ago when I was um, aware that I wanted to leave psychology, right? Now, I knew body and soul that I wanted to leave psychology because it was no longer aligning with me, as you know, da 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 da. Um, However, of course, it was fear because I had so many people around me that were questioning me, saying, um, why would you relinquish that title? What are you going to do without getting income from Medicare? Um, What about this? What about that? So people around me had you know, let's say good intentions and legitimate concerns. Um, And had I not been as resilient, I guess I could have succumbed to all of that and I could have stayed where I was. And in fact, I did stay where I was um, for, well, a long time. It felt like a long time. I think the amount of time, when did I first start all of this? I started speaking into, and back in the, back then, it was 2016, 2017, I you know, becoming aware of the changes in psychology, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then 2017, 18, that's when all that professional stuff happened, the very political stuff happened in uh, psychology. And that's when I started leaning more into my spirituality and started talking more about it. So that was when I first became aware that there was a disconnect between the way I wanted to work and the way I was being required to work but I didn't actually take action on it until what four years later oh no um two years later so it took me two years now that two years was interesting I spent time still doing the work as a psychologist but on the inside feeling disconnected, feeling incongruent. But what kept me in that space was I was vulnerable, of course, like making a huge change like that. It's massive, right? And um, I did, I, I didn't have doubts until everybody else started having doubts. <laughs> like I felt so aligned with it. But then people around me had all these questions. And I don't know why, but I, I just started listening. And I don't even know how it happens. And I just started thinking, oh, yeah. And the more people started to say to me, why would you do this? Like, you know, why would you release the title of psychologist and be in their words, just a counselor, right? So offensive. And, you know, and it got me thinking mm, and other people saying, oh, you spent all this time all this money and 14 years at uni and you got your PhD and da, 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 da. Why would you give that all up? And so you hear this stuff long enough from, you know, well-meaning people um, that love you and then you start to create, you know, it starts to create a sense of self-doubt and then I started to get 
afraid of failure. Like, okay, all these people seem to have very similar beliefs about, you know, what I should and shouldn't be doing with my business. And I started to think, what if they're right? Like, what do I know about business? Um, what if they're right? These people have been in business longer than me. Some of these are people that I was really looking up to, right? Um, and so I did start to doubt myself based on all of these things. And so for that two years, that 24 months, I stayed put and I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I was doing it and I was doing it well, don't get me wrong, like I was being professional, I was doing all the right things, but my my soul was like, this isn't it, like this isn't what you want to be doing and you can't keep doing this. And it was just like the voice of my soul started to get louder and louder and louder. And I don't know, what I did to release that fear of failure was I just listened I really, honestly, truly just listened. Now, at that time, I was doing like so many things with spirituality, but one of the things that I found super duper helpful was journaling. So journaling really works for me. I The more I did it, the more I became proficient with it. So when I first started journaling, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like when I was like young, like 12 years old or something, I had a diary and I used to start at Dear Diary and then I used to dump in there about my day, the highs and lows, all of that sort of stuff and then I would sign it off. Now, that was my experience of journaling. Nobody ever taught me how to journal. I didn't know anything about it until uh, one day there was a PDF freebie download thing that had journal prompts. I didn't even know what a prompt was. So it turns out the journal prompt is just a, a question and you write that question down in your journal and then you just allow yourself to free write an answer to it. So I started doing exercises like that and then I started looking for more and more journal prompts. And then what what happened was because I was getting so much from it um, and I was doing it so regularly, I don't know, something just kind of dropped, something just kind of clicked. Um, and I started just, I would open up my journal, no word of a lie, I would open up my journal and my hand would just start writing and it would write its own journal prompt or question and then it would just start writing. And it was just like, I don't know, I if you saw my writing, you, you'd be disgusted. Like my writing is so bad. <laughs> I do share it from time to time, but it's so bad. But anyway, I didn't... Um, correct my spelling. I didn't scribble things out. I didn't edit. I didn't do any of those sorts of things. I was not in my head. What I was doing was I was just watching my hand go and my heart had all this stuff that it wanted to say. And I was literally honest to goodness, just watching my hand move across the page so quickly, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, page, 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 page. And I don't know, that's when everything started. The more I did this, everything started to feel like I'm going to be just fine. And one of the things, and I've still got the piece of paper, but one of the things that I wrote down about my fear of failure was um, the message from my soul was that, you know, there isn't failure, right? Something that you think hasn't worked out for you um, doesn't necessarily mean it hasn't worked out for you. It just means it wasn't in your conscious plan. But 
it's, you know, if you believe that the universe is conspiring to support you and it's conspiring for your success, then you know that it's just a pivot. Something that you tried that didn't work out is simply a pivot and it's the universe course correcting and saying, no, 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 come on, we're going to go this way, we're going to go this way. You're always being directed uh, to the path that's right for you. So when it was really about, for me, really stepping into my beliefs around, um, you know, I really honestly believe that I'm always where I need to be in that moment. And I really believe that if I get out of my head and I drop back down into my heart and I check in with myself, I mean, your heart space is never going to be critical. Your heart space is never going to say, but what if, or anything. That's all head. If you're hearing those things, you're in your head still and you're not in your heart. Um, and so when you can get out of your head and remove the, the judgment aspect of whether something was good or bad, right or wrong, a success or a failure, and start to feel supported and know, oh, okay, so this just wasn't for me at this time. There's something better for me around the corner. That actually helped me so, 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 so much. All right. So that was how I worked through fear of failure in the end. Now, it took me two years of staying where I was before I w- was able to, and it was so easy. I just very easily, like once I once I chose the date, it was very easy for me just to wrap everything up and transition into this other career. It was so easy. Um, and it happened with so much grace and I was just in total flow and there was no worry, there was no anxiety, nothing. I just knew I was doing what I was put on this planet to do, which was to help so many people. Um, and that's what I do, right? Now, what else was I going to say? Yes, so you're always divinely supported. And the other thing too is I guess what I'm asking you to do is not only lean into what you believe to be true, but also, um, you know, if that doesn't feel safe for you yet, really trust in your beliefs, really trust in your, I'm going to use the word faith, right? I have faith in energy. I have faith in quantum physics. I have faith in the universe. Maybe you've got faith in God, um, whatever it is. You have to really you know, align with and trust in what you believe in. Okay. That's the key, isn't it? Being able to trust in what you believe in. And uh, the other thing that links in with that as well, if if that feels like too much of a stretch for you, the other thing could be if, if you do prefer to spend time in your head, then I would ask you to think, let's process some limiting beliefs around here. Um, maybe the belief isn't so limiting. Maybe this belief is just trying to protect you and keep you nice and safe and healthy and well and all of that sort of stuff. But maybe it's about changing the meaning of the word failure. And let's say, for example, the word failure did not exist. Okay. Cause it doesn't exist in my vocabulary. Like me even using this word failure, if you've listened to my podcast, I think you can hand on heart say, I've never used this word. I just don't use it. There's, you've got to be so mindful of, of your language. And I don't use the word failure because I believe my belief is that there isn't any such thing as failure. But do you believe in failure? 
And if you do believe in failure, what are you making it mean for you? And how's that working for you? What I wish I had known when I was in the process of changing career was I wish I had known about journaling. I wish I had known about journal prompts. I wish I had known about, um, and do you know what? Trusting in my belief, right? Trusting in my belief of my soul always knowing the right thing and and trusting my belief of the universe always having a plan. That didn't come about um, overnight. That came about as a result of me journaling daily. Like, okay, it wasn't every day. It was most days when I remembered to do it or when I was in the mood to do it. But it was that experience of getting those answers that built the trust, right? It wasn't me reading Gabby Bernstein's book or, or listening to Abraham Hicks meditations or anything like that. What, what generated and cultivated trust within me with my connection to my soul, with my connection to source, with my connection to the divine or God was um, through those exercises through the experience of doing those exercises okay so yeah but you know and that could absolutely work for you too or you might use other things but the thing is I didn't know back then that I had this resource available to me and I just wonder if I had somebody to teach me this stuff right back when I was first considering changing careers, what would have been different? Now, I know I was on my own path and that's all fine and it took the two years, but had I had someone in my circle, someone around me in my community that was saying, hey, there's this um, strategy here, there's this method here, there's a process here, here's how you do it and failure actually doesn't exist and you know, you can show yourself how failure doesn't exist and here's how you do it. I would have been in my solo private practice two years earlier. <laughs> two years earlier. I would have been fulfilled two years earlier. I would have had more freedom two years earlier. I would have had more happiness two years earlier. I would have been more aligned with my values two years earlier. I would have slept better two years earlier. I would have um, been less stressed two years earlier. I would have been um, seeing the clients I wanted to work with two years earlier. I would have been making the turnover I needed to have better balance two years earlier. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? So The reason that I'm sharing this with you today is because, you know, like there's 10,000 and it's growing every day. Like I haven't added anybody to our online communities over the weekend because I'm trying to step back from social on the weekends. Like I don't even think, oh no, I did turn on the computer yesterday. I did maybe 10 minutes or 20 minutes online yesterday. Um, But on the weekends, I'm not doing that much anymore because I want to protect my energy um, so I can shop really well during the week. But there's 10,000 people now in um, all the communities that I've got online, 10,000 people. Um, so imagine what could be possible for you if you're thinking that you want to be able to do something. Maybe it's start a private practice. Maybe it's pivot your private practice. Maybe it's connect more deeply with your niche, da, 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 whatever it is. Maybe it's go and, I don't know, do another um, course or PD or speak at a conference, whatever it is. If it's 
a fear of failure that's holding you back, let's get it sorted out for you. And you know, this is one of the things that um, we go into more deeply with Marketing with Soul because one of the things that um, it comes up sometimes for some of the women that are in that group is, um, you know, they think about visibility, they have these goals and they, they want to achieve the goals, but then there's fear of failure. And the flip side of that as well is fear of success. And that was something else that I went through, you know, recently, well, recently meaning maybe the last within the last 12 months i um had a very big fear of success in terms of um you know i was worried if i open up more places for my programs is that going to mean more work and uh, will there be headaches and what what's going to be the problem or the challenge or will i have to spend more hours in my business and that's going to mean that it's taking away from my time looking after Gabe or looking after my mum. So sometimes it's the opposite, isn't it? It's fear of success and what will, what will that mean? Will it mean more taxes? <laughs> will it mean more responsibility? Will it mean I'm going to have to hire contractors? What if I don't want to do that? <laughs> you know, so it can be either, either. But this process that I've shared with you today can absolutely absolutely close that gap because by you changing the definition of fear as um you know if this doesn't work out the way that i had hoped and expected and anticipated and wanted it doesn't mean i failed it means hmm this wasn't the right thing for me at this point in time there's something better waiting for me around the corner or if you've learned today that and you don't, it doesn't have to be journaling, but if you've learned today that the way to connect in with um, trust is to strengthen your spiritual practices through um, creating more opportunities in your day and your week and your month to actually do them, you will find that you become so much more at ease and so much more um held and so much more protected and safe um through those faiths through those beliefs through those i don't know you know what i'm trying to say so that's what i want you to take away from this episode today failure doesn't exist it's just a human concept it's not a divine concept it's not a spiritual concept it's a human concept that we have in our bodies to keep us safe that's going to get in the way of you with your practice it's going to cause a delay hey just imagine just imagine right if you're afraid oh what if I go and do this thing and it doesn't work out and then I've lost this and I've lost that and I've lost this and I've lost that da, 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 da. Um, versus, oh, what if I, oh, and, and so you stay in this space right where you are for another two years. What if that happens to you? What if, are you going to let yourself stay right where you are for another two years? I mean, where you are may be great, in, in which case that's awesome, but I know that you know that you're destined for more and that you're destined for bigger things. So imagine how many people are going to miss out on getting to work with you if you stay where you are 
for the next two years. Think of how many opportunities you may miss out with on with your loved ones because you don't have the work-life balance that you really want if you stay where you are for another two years, right? Think about if you're starting your private practice now, for example, and you're working really long hours, do you want to do that for another two years and not really see any improvements or not really see any changes? Like, Everyone's journey is different, but what I want you to know is you don't have to wait two years like I did. Um, the It's going to be a process. You can absolutely create change right now. You absolutely can. If you'll allow yourself to drop out of your head, listen to your soul's guidance and follow it. Okay, follow it. And you are supported. All righty. So that's that. Now, before I finish, um, I just wanted to remind you there are three places left for Marketing with Soul. If you would like to apply for that, let me know. The cutoff date for applications is Friday uh, this week. So I don't know what that is. I think it's the 30th. Is it? No, it's the... I don't know, toward the end of the week, 26th. (laughs) Um, So yes, um, do hit pause. Go and find me on Instagram at The Private Practice Coach. Let me know that you'd like to apply and I'll send you the link to book a call. Otherwise, have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Private Practice with Soul podcast. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.